if you come for me, I will send Jesus after you. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to another episode of Bravo Wild Black. I'm Kaya. And I'm Aaron. Welcome back. We are so excited to join you guys. We got some hot topics, some Bravo Liberty. Bravo Liberty, baby. Let's just uh, go and jump right into it. We have gotten so much good feedback about the new format that we want to stay consistent and Mm -hmm. deliver you your tea first. Um, Well, the thing that's on everyone's lips is obviously the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion filmed on Friday. And baby, it went down in the 90210 on Friday. Um, Of course, you know, the the most common rumor is that Lisa Rinna and Garcelle really got into it. And, you know, I think we can tell that that's going to happen by these episodes that, you know, are showing right now between Garcelle and Rinna and Garcelle and Dorit. She is on the outs with them. And she's already expressed how she felt that, you know, she feels like an insider. So not an insider, an outsider. And it's always her... Sutton and Crystal versus the other ladies, aka like the Fox Force Five or whatever the hell they want to call that shit. <laughs> but another thing that happened was that apparently Erica came and there was basically no holes barred. Andy allegedly asked every question. Um, you know, he talked about every accusation. He made it clear that obviously Erica is not charged with anything. So that's the most important thing here. But according to the Sun, Andy did not go easy on Erica during the taping. So much so that he asked the harder questions first, just in case, you know, she wanted to walk out or something. Uh, The network expects this to be one of the highest rated reunions ever. So they encourage Andy to go there with the questions without exposing the show or Erica to any more legal issues. Um, There's a lot to cover this year. So Erica's story took center stage before the other storylines were addressed. The plan was to shoot the most difficult questions first, so they had the footage even if Erica decided to leave. Uh, I think that was an amazing plan that they had. They were basically like, okay, we're going to ask you the hardest questions first, just in case you decide to get up and walk out. And guess what? Erica didn't walk off. No one walked off. A lot of people did cry, I'm hearing. A couple of people cried, but no one walked off. And that's what I love about it, is that I hate when people walk off grieving, and especially when they walk off and don't come back. Because me, I'll walk off for the dramatics, but I'm going to come back. I hate when they walk off and like don't come back yeah. because address, you know, stand in your shit, stand in your bullshit. You talk about cash money shit all season. So you need to talk that cash money shit at the reunion and address these things. Exactly. Do you really think that uh, that Andy, uh, you know, asked the questions that are, you know, on everyone's tongue? Do you think that he actually went there? Oh, or do you yeah. think that we're just hyping it up? No, absolutely. I feel like with some Bravo shit, we definitely hype it up. But with this, I feel like the fans have been wanting this for a while. And this is like big in the media. Like they have a whole Hulu special on it. Um, so <laughs> like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure he would bring this shit up because it's it's going to start a lot of conversation and rile everybody up and, and create a great reunion. So I feel like he's going to ask the heavy hitting questions, but he's probably not going to go into it too much just for the legal reasons um but i feel like it's going to be enough to answer all the questions that we want to know or most of them yeah because there's so much that went down since they filmed the show they stopped filming in what like march ish february march yeah i think i believe march so a few months ago 
So there's been articles, obviously the housewife and the hustler came out. I can't wait personally. Like, that's what I want to ask you too. Like, what are you waiting? What are you the most, um, you know, excited to hear about? I want to hear if everyone on the cast watched the housewife and the hustler. Like, that's what I'm dying to know. Because <laughs> I really do not think that, I would say maybe Kathy Hilton didn't watch it. That's the only person that I think didn't watch it. But as far as the rest, even if they are Team Erica, I know Lisa Rinna's nosy ass was the first one popping some popcorn yeah. and watching that shit. She probably was like, Harry, come here. Let's, we don't watch this. <laughs> I definitely believe, I, I believe that. But the only thing is, I feel like a lot of people, like, like we've seen on previous episodes, are going to deny it. I feel like they're going to, mm-hmm. like, they watch it. They know about it. They talk shit about it amongst their friends, their other friends, probably off the show and their husbands. But as far as, like, when it comes to facing Erica, for some reason, it's like everybody's on mute, everybody's on hush, especially Dorit, because I know damn well Dorit and PK watch that shit, probably in their living room with their kids' furniture scared, scattered everywhere. Um, Not the kids' furniture. Yeah, the kids, the play sets. The what, what do they call that shit? The I forgot that company. The yeah. <laughs> little tykes whatever the fuck it's called um but yeah i definitely feel like there are going to be a lot of people most likely crystal too i feel like crystal probably seen it but she's definitely going to deny it um but yeah i think that sutton sutton and garcelle are going to be like yeah we watched oh of course because they're they're especially sutton because sutton has been saying this shit from the get-go a lot of the things that sutton said you know were carried on to the documentary And they're and they're sticking to it. The only thing I will say um, with this reunion is I do want to see. I think I'm most excited to see Lisa Renna and Garcelle have that sit down because they've been weird this whole season. It's like I don't know, and I feel like the weird energy is honestly coming from Renna. It seems like she's not being genuine or sincere with Garcelle, and I don't think she ever was. So it makes me really think that maybe they just might not see it for each other the whole show. And you know what? That Sometimes yeah. that's just fun. It's just don't play in my face and act like, but it's you know, weird. you're trying, you know, everything you can to repair this 20-year relationship when it's like, you know what? I know that you're not doing that because you've only known Erica for about five years and you're going hard for her. And on top of that, you know, Denise Richards the same amount of time that you knew me and you turn on her in the blink of an eye. What I will say is, although I'm a Garcelle worshiper, like Garcelle is the best, I um, I'm looking forward for her and Dorit to go head to head because I do see the little jabs and the little snips yeah. at Dorit. I don't think that it's uh, it's warranted what Dorit said, but you know, as far as like who would have beef with her, it's like okay, Dorit's the only one, really, because. And, Dorit, she doesn't do anything and honestly, Dorit deserves it because how many times have she said it's the total diametrical opposite? Like we just seen <laughs> it. And then it's like, as soon as she sits down at the table, she's like, Erica, I did not say that. Like, it's just On top like, of that, she keeps bringing up, oh, Garcelle, right. when you brought up the situation at Lakita, and it's like, um, babe, Garcelle already said that she was not there Crystal told you that Garcelle wasn't there, and you still on. want to bring that up in your argument? Yeah, so we have moved on. Know, we've but... had 
tons of other sit downs where Garcelle has said what she said. Right. Everybody has said what they said. The only person that does not stand by what they say. Well, I'm not going to say the only person. I'm not going to put that all on Dorit because we have Dorit, we have Kyle, we have Crystal, we have all of them who have mm-hmm. said things. Um, maybe so much not Crystal because I feel like Crystal's focused on not kissing Erica's ass, but I think she's, maybe she's new, so she just doesn't want that heat. Maybe that's what it is. Um, But definitely with the other ladies, with Kyle's ass specifically. Um, Kyle and Dorit, for sure. She's been saying Well, we cannot wait to see that reunion. Um, It was filmed Friday. You know, I'm hearing that there's about three or four more episodes of Beverly Hills. So that should definitely take us through the rest of this month. And I'm expecting it to air maybe in October. I don't know if it's going to be two parts, if it's going to be three parts from hell, maybe it'll be four parts, but it's going to be a great reunion. But Aaron has um, a story that he would like to talk to you guys about. Miss Mia, baby. Miss Mia, baby. So Mia Thornton um, from Watch, uh, I'm sorry, not from Watch What Happens Live, from Real Housewives of Potomac, she appeared on Sunday night's episode of Watch What Happens Live. And during the episode, she shared her thoughts about her Real Housewives of Potomac co-stars. But the one that really stood out was the one with Candace. Because she says that she had a lot of respect for Candace at the beginning. But then when Candace threw that jab at Ashley, how she called her wide, um, even though Candace might not have considered that body shaming, it was definitely body shaming. So she pointed that out and she didn't really like it. So she doesn't respect Candace as much after that. Um, but she also questioned Candace's sincerity. She also said that, is it possible for Candace to be sincere? And this is what we've been wondering since Candace got on the show, to be quite honest, especially me. I'm like, can Candace be genuine? And I mean, we're, we're going to get into that once once we start recapping uh, Potomac. But as we've seen through the show, it is hard for Candace to give a genuine apology without throwing jabs or trying to hit below the belt. And that's my biggest problem with Candace. I feel like there are so many things that you can say about a person if they get out of line or if you feel like they've attacked you. But it's like for you to criticize somebody's weight and call them wide, it's just a bit unnecessary, especially after this lady just gave birth. It's like come on. it's so insensitive. And if the if the roles were reversed and it was Candace and, and it was actually oh, saying that about ooh, Candace, he would not be able to would not, at all. She that would not fly. And I feel like the other ladies would definitely call that out. But because it was Candace that said that about Ashley, I don't th- I don't really think it was a big deal to the other ladies. I feel like Mia is the only person who really stood up and stood up and stood by Ashley. Yeah, I I think that Candace is, you know, a lot of people like to say that she's the queen of reads on Potomac. I don't really see it for her as far as reads, but, you know, she can definitely stand her own. She can spit her vitriol. And I'm all with that because, you know, that's what Housewives is. But at the same time, some of the best reads in the entire Real Housewives universe has nothing to do with how a person looks, especially with their weight and how a person looks after they just gave birth and also i would be a little bit more you know easier on candace had she not said it again you know after she just 
had a child or had she not went so hard on Ashley in the first place because Ashley didn't start with her. Ashley literally did not That's start with her. That's what was my so confusing it to was me. Like, why why are they even mad at each other not not Ashley because I understand Candace has been acting weird like and I would be upset too but why is Candace mad at Ashley you would think that Ashley talked about her and Chris Mm -hmm. or that she talked about her also like weird about like just her calling her a milkmaid and telling her to get her milk and go and get her bottles and go and it's like you have this sharp tongue you have this educated mind you, you throw out some, you know, iconic reads, but then you want to say, like, low blows and things about her motherhood and things about breastfeeding. It's literally stupid as fuck. And the thing that also gets me is that she did the same thing, which, you know, it's, it's whatever because they were going after each other. But last year, not last year, but the last time she had a baby, which was her first baby, um, Dean, she called her a bedwitch and, like, all these different things when it's like, you are a Black woman married to a white man you should know how much that hurts and she did that when she was literally in the hospital giving birth to her first baby so it seems that every time ashley has a child candace has something to say about it negative or you know not negative it's just it's very weird and i understand where mia is coming from and i i don't respect it like at all um the best readers in town can read the house down without going uh, for someone's looks because that's a cheap and yeah. easy shot. Yeah, period. you go to someone's living arrangement. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's where you hit them. In their marriage. I feel like that's what housewives is. Housewives. That's what it's about. You go after someone's house, their marriage, you know. And it's very kids, easy to come for Ashley's uh, marriage. <laughs> like, that's just the easiest thing you can do. That's what I'm going to say. Like, it's very, I'm gonna get quiet very now, easy <laughs> to come for her marriage. And she <laughs> She decided to go for her body. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely get, I, I said what I said, um, but I, I get where Mia is coming from. I do like Mia. I think that she is getting along, not I mean, maybe not along with the group, but I think that she fits in well with this group of ladies. I like seeing her home life, her reconnecting with her mom, her talking about her bringing, her, you know, getting brought up or whatever. And also just her talking about how she, used to be you know a stripper and she's like denying it and i i like it it's just classic housewife shadiness um and the then- last story that we have for you is i don't know if you guys care about um that girl from southern charm Catherine dennis i'll just make this one short but she was on instagram basically crying about losing custody of her children and i do uh feel bad for the kids because at the end of the day it's like they didn't ask to be here and they were born into such a peculiar situation and they have to have this whole battle and everything play out on tv and that's definitely going to scar them as they're brought up for like the rest of their lives so it's definitely going to be um something that they will have to get explained to them by thomas and by Catherine. Uh, she is dating a Ravenel, but a black Ravenel, because basically, as fucked up as it is, Thomas's family owns slaves, which is why her boyfriend is also named Ravenel. Like his last name is Ravenel. It's a weird situation all around, and I'm just hoping that they can work out a custody agreement um, that is 
in favor of the kids, in favor of Thomas, and in favor of Catherine. And that's basically all the Bravo Liberty that we have for you guys. Yeah, that's it. Um, the best of luck to her kids. That's what I was yeah. saying. The best of luck to her that's, kids. That's all I have to say, really. Love them. Wish them luck. Mm-hmm. 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 So we Anyways. got Salt Lake City back. <laughs> we got Salt Lake City <laughs> We sure back. did. And the way that it gave, it didn't make any kind of sense. Because with the, we already talked about in the last episode, and obviously everyone in the Bravo sphere has seen like the first three to seven minutes of the episode. Obviously, you know, <laughs> the cops was looking for Jin Shah, honey, and Jin Shah <laughs> had to get up out of that truck and go with a run, child. I have to go. And I they caught up with her. But um, it skips back to three months before, and we catch up with all of the ladies. I was very happy to see that dramatic intro. Um, they definitely recap. If you didn't see the two to three uh, minute clip, you were going to see it like once it premiered because they were like, yeah, we're going to show you guys again so you can really get a good idea of how hard the season is going to snap. And it really hit seeing it on the actual episode. I don't know why it hit harder for me, at least for some reason, because I'm like, wow, like, let's get into it. Like it brings you inside of the episode and into producers' minds. Like exactly. they're like, yeah, we can't write this shit like at all. You talk about how reality TV is quote unquote scripted. We can't script this, baby. This is the feds. The feds don't play like that. Giving very much love after lockup, but like <laughs> bravo. And that's the best bravo way I can explain it. If you know, lockup. you know. If you know, you know. Right. right. Um right. so the official episode starts off. At Shosh LA 2.0, I want to say, number one, this is a house. I know a lot of housewives are like, oh, I got a new house. I have a new house. My house looks so nice. But, like, no. This was a house. Like, did you see Jen's closet? That's, like, the first thing. I absolutely did. It's not just a house. It's a chalet. And, like, that's the reason that it's called a chalet. Because that shit is... It's like opera ski meets Verbo meets Airbnb meets mansions meets lions and tigers and bears. It's just <laughs> like chronicles of Narnia. Yeah, <laughs> you see the snow; it puts you in the scene. Like everything about it, it makes me want to stay there. It makes me want to rent it too, honey. I wouldn't want to rent. I would want to own it. Um, I cannot imagine because I, I believe like in that. manifesting. So I'm gonna say I would want to okay. own it. Um, because wow. it's a lot that I can do up in there, and I'll just leave it at <laughs> I'll just leave it at, at that. Least y'all. One thing, but no, but now you piqued my interest. Name one thing that you can do there. I mean, like, imagine the sets though. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, okay yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. So it went exactly where I thought it was. The scenery was amazing. And I'm like, number two, I take advantage of that kitchen and I would actually start doing like my YouTube recipe tutorials and all that shit. That house is nice as hell. Like a winter wonderland. Imagine that shit around Christmas. Beautiful. Oh. (laughs) But um, Lisa comes over and Lisa and Jen have rekindled their friendship so much so that Jen 
jinxed herself. Talk about manifesting, but Jen jinxed herself. And she was like, I ain't never been to jail before, but I'll go to jail for you. And I was shook, baby. Like Ooh. that. I was like, okay, pause. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. I'm not going to say that. Like, (laughs) I was a bit confused and I was like, you see what happens when you manifest shit, though? You see what happens? Your mouth is a very powerful thing, people, in multiple ways. You can take that whatever way you want. (laughs) But in this case, it's like she literally... Three months down the line, she's getting off of a bus and the cops are looking for her. So this is why you gotta you watch always, what you say. You say that a lot, Erin. And I, <laughs> you know, it's not that I don't believe in that. It's just that I'm I just thought that words are words. And it's like I have to mm-hmm. watch what I say. I need to just speak positivity. You have to my mom yes. has always told me that too. It's just that and the Bible says it too, somewhere in there, I guess, child. Um the power of the tongue. And it's like you have to watch what you say. You speak mm-hmm. life or death. And in this in, case, it's in this case, jail. right, right. Um. So the question I have for you: the other lady seemed to be questioning if Lisa and Jen's relationship is genuine because, as as we've seen in the first season, they weren't as close. But now this season, it seems like they're besties. I think it is genuine. I think that Elisa does not hang around anyone that she doesn't want to hang around. And um, if she's willing to jeopardize her friendship with Meredith that she's known, what, like a decade, basically, then it's she's not going to just do that if she doesn't actually genuinely feel that way about the person. So I do think they're just real. And Lisa is just like a, you know how Whitney is like, you know, I'm a straight shooter. No, Lisa is the one who's a straight shooter. I think that it's genuine. That's true. That's true. And do you feel like um, Meredith is like creating this double standard because she still associates with some of the ladies that Lisa didn't really mess with all that much in the first season? Yeah. Okay. So let's just address this whole situation. Meredith and Lisa are kind of, not, I wouldn't say beefing, but (laughs) <laughs> Meredith is upset with Lisa because Lisa is hanging out with Jen, who has been liking shady things about Brooks online. The way that I feel is that Brooks is an adult. Brooks also chose to be on the show. Is what she liking right? No. But also, if you're running your mouth about how you saw a woman's vagina and you really didn't even see her vagina she might feel a certain way about it. And at that point, you're fair game. I do understand that Meredith wants her best friend to be on her side. But at the same time, uh, Meredith last season said that she would never let someone tell her who to be friends with. So she needs to hold that same standard to, you know, Lisa, how about you? I agree. I absolutely agree. I, I think that Lisa and Jen's relationship is genuine. Um, I do feel like Lisa is a little bit more sensitive towards Jen, probably because Jen's going through a lot. But to be fair, too, Meredith is also going through a lot. So I def- I kind of understand both sides. I feel like with Meredith, it's more so I need my friend and I want her to be here for me. Like, and mm-hmm. I just want her to be here for me. And, and I want all of her attention. And I feel like her seeing that she's giving that attention to Jen, who is... N- 
not her favorite person who's also talked some shit about her son and retweeted some shit. So I feel like it's a mixture of that. So I definitely understand both sides, but I feel like Lisa should be able to be friends with whoever she wants to be friends with. Exactly. When that's Meredith can be whoever she wants to be friends with. Exactly. You know, exactly. So that's it. Um, the next scene we head over to Meredith's house and Heather shows up. Meredith talks about, you know, her marriage and her and Seth are in, I guess, a better place than they've been in a while. But what I did notice is that it seems that Seth still isn't around a whole lot. So do you think that their marriage is actually better or is it because they decided to stay married, but he's not around? I feel like she's definitely putting on. I'm just going to say that. I feel like she's definitely putting on, even that scene, it's like when she was asked about her marriage, it's like, oh, it's okay. Like, we're we're doing good. Like, but I also understand Meredith because as a person who's never, like, fully satisfied, I can, <laughs> I can speak for myself. Even if things are good, I'm kind of, like, still, like... It's not good enough. It's not good enough. It could be better. Once mm-hmm. I'm in Beyonce's, like, living room, that's when, like... I can I can fully say my life is where it needs to be. But until then, you know. I'm curious as to what would you, like, okay, you're in Beyonce's living room. Mm-hmm. Now what? Me and Beyonce are in her living room. So is it just, you just want a friendship with Beyonce? And That's be a statement. We don't have to even talk. <laughs> We don't even you just want to be in her living room. I just want to be in her living room and home. look over and see Beyonce and be like, like, do you see this the shit? Is, the thing is, is that I'm mad because I can't argue with this. <laughs> because I would feel the same way. I mean, it's a special moment. Just play your Nintendo dogs and like I just right. want to watch. Like, that's it. Right. Maybe <laughs> like pull out my phone and like record it kind of like low-key. <laughs> Like, oh my God, I'm with Shalissa, y'all, but... Not Shalissa, if you know, you know. I'm with Giselle, y'all. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so... Beyonce definitely watches Housewives, though. That's the thing. I'm, like, I think that that's please. how... That's the connection. That's how we're going to get to Beyonce. Because if Nikki on Nika Mirage is watching Potomac, and Robin Rihanna Fenty is watching New York and clearly Beverly Hills because she was chilled with uh, Kathy Hilton after the Met Gala, then Beyonce has to be somewhere in that connection. It's the Holy Trinity, y'all. Uh, so Heather is trying to send her kids off to college, and it seems like they don't really want to go. Same. I don't blame them. It's, it's hard out here. Your mom... Like, it's, has all this money you're set right like realistically you're right. set so would you want to do anything if if i had a whole house and the only thing i had to do like and heather is pretty cool as a mom like she's free-spirited i feel i feel like she lets her kids um form into who they want to you you know be in life she doesn't really place judgment on them so it's because I mean, you know she she was brought up differently, yeah. so she wants to give her kids the freedom that she didn't have. Right, right. So I I get Heather wanting those kids out of the house though because you get tired of that shit at the same time. She wants to live her best life. She wants to turn up, probably do some you know freaky shit. And I'm she I'm wants to do it like it's her birthday. Exactly, exactly. And I'm here for it. Um, 
but I'm also understanding I'm siding with the kids because I want to be at the house and I don't want to do anything. I'm not trying to pay rent. I'm not trying to right. get in debt and go to college. Like I want to, to be at Beauty Lab. I want to get my hair and my nails done. <laughs> I want to be a social media influencer and I want to spend my mom's money. Do you think that if my mom had millions of dollars, my ass would go to college? Absolutely the fuck not. And that's just that on that. So Heather, let them baby stay home. Right, right. But then at the same time, Heather, you know what to do. Get it. You know, you know, I'm not gonna say F them kids, but I'm gonna definitely <laughs> say and you what? know, hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, we finally saying. get to uh Whitney's house and she has her stepkids coming over because we have to remember that Whitney's husband is significantly older than her. So she's closer to her stepkids' age than she is her uh, husband's age. This is the sequel to Breaking Dawn Part 2, if you guys don't know. Because Whitney is literally Esme. Why are these kids aging like Renesme? Why are they the same age as her? Because when she was literally... I mean, I get it, but I'm like, still, like... And then they're walking like, around the house and they're like, hey, mom. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, okay, that's why I have a question. Like, let's just say you meet an older guy and you fall. Okay, let's just say you meet Andy Cohen and you fall in love with him. And Andy Cohen had kids that are like 22. Would you feel like weird? Would you want them to call you dad? Or would you want them to call you Aaron? I want them to call me Diamond. What? <laughs> Okay. Karen said it. Karen Huber said it. She doesn't want to be grandma. She wants to be all diamond. And I absolutely agree because it's like, I don't want the dad label. (laughs) Now, if the kids are like 16, 17, cool. Um, And even that's a little bit old. Yeah. Because it's like, you're not going to fucking listen to me. You can only call me mom if you're going to listen to me. If I can't tell you shit, then don't call me You're going to listen to me. Like, (laughs) because... Yeah. (laughs) I run this shit. Or Or what? what? Nothing. Nothing. Go in your room. Exactly. Shut up. No, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far, (laughs) y'all. (laughs) Because I love the kids, but I would yeah, yeah, I wouldn't want that. It's weird. So her and this cake, I don't even know at this point what she was celebrating, but all I know is that she kept dropping this fucking cake. That shit And it's like, off. let it go. That shit let really pissed the mouse me off. Go. And we'll to see her that. attempt to pick it up and like put the candles back in, like, what are you doing? Put Throw that away. That just hit, <laughs> it just hit the floor. And any anytime a cake gets really messed up, I feel like Cakes take time to make. You know, you know a Publix buttercream cake. You know what that's like. Yeah, oh. you've experienced it. Imagine opening up the Tupperware and cracking it open. All that shit that you got to <laughs> go through to crack that shit open, and then you just drop it on the floor. And you pick it up and you drop it again. I literally fall on the floor with the cake because there's no <laughs> way I'm gonna allow that to happen. So seeing that she was. And I think she was trying to hold it with one hand or something. It was it was just really weird. I'm like, I wish she would have secured the cake more. Yeah, it was. She was just holding it, and I don't know. Her house is definitely a party house, and that's all I'll say. Like you know, a party house. It's like you see that hot tub scene when you were in in high school, and you go to someone else's party 
particularly a white person's party. And it's like, <laughs> oh, y'all be living like this? I know that's right. So yeah. Whatever. And because she's like, she's a cool mom. The kids are literally pouring dish detergent all over the living room floor and just like putting a hose. <laughs> I don't know. That, what do they call those parties? The foam parties. <laughs> that's what she was having with like it looked fun i'm not gonna lie it yeah. definitely looked lit but i was like mm, is this safe it's coronavirus season y'all so it's you know what america has decided that it's not coronavirus but i'm still living my life as if it is because it's worse than when it first came around right which is the most crazy thing ever anyways child we finally uh get to our fave the meat and Ms. potatoes. Mary M. Cosby. And I'm. Hello, Hello, everyone. Talking to everyone out there. This is Mary's podcast. Talking facts with Mary Cosby. Talking facts of life. Yeah. I'm still not going to forgive y'all for literally spreading the rumor that Robert Cosby is Bill Cosby's brother. And people were like <laughs> arguing me down and saying that it was on Wikipedia and it was on Google when people Whoa. literally put it there. Like, it is what it, it, it was, is on it not? There, but it's not true. It's not true. That is not true. <laughs> that is in the not- words of Garcelle. <laughs> that man is, he might be I a lot of things, but he's not Bill Cosby's brother. Like, I'm not over that shit. And I have nothing to do with this. Like, I just remember that day. Like, I, I think it's very off. funny. And I would, I would actually believe it. Like, if I seen it, I would definitely I be like, wow. Fun fact, Girl, guys. We post it. I would. And, so and I hate it. it. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have been called out, y'all. So. Literally by me. I would have literally deleted it and then texted your ass. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just speaking the truth. Anyways, so we are finally at Mary's church, and Mary is giving us Latoya Jackson the fifth vibes. Um, the fifth. The fifth. Not the fourth, but the fifth. Uh, and she started a podcast, y'all. And that really interested yeah. me because I'm like, I definitely want to hear what Mary has to say. So seeing that she's doing this, it's like, I'm excited for her. I'm happy for her. She said she started the podcast because she was talking to herself. Her son went off. Um, and but can she, we talk about how her husband wasn't there for six months? Yeah. And she was just like, yeah, he wasn't there for six months. He was trapped in Florida. What do you talk Like, the, the amount of money that they have to get a private jet when people were private jetting. They did. They very much did that on purpose, but you know that's their marriage. It's not mine, and we will <laughs> dive deep into their marriage very soon uh, in this season, anyway. Um. So, Faith Temple Church. Let's get into it. Listen. Do we want to? Okay, I love for the storyline. I definitely feel like I'm watching Bobby Jones gospel when I watch this scene. It's familiar, right? It's very familiar. I love the energy too. I always love the church energy, just like how they say the prayers. And guys, we have a treat for you. We're going to do a fun reenactment. Yeah, at the end of the recap, and that's we're gonna going be... to reenact. It's going to be a fun the podcast time. scene. This is that's actually the part that I'm looking forward to the most because I feel like. <laughs> 
I'm going to get some kind of compensation for this. I'm, I feel like somebody's going to hear us and just like be like, you know what? Come out to the award show and come pick this shit up. So, you know, seeing all this stuff makes me see Mary's human side. The fact that she likes to do activities on the side. I would never think that Mary would do a podcast, number one. Because Mary doesn't it was like... the most random shit. Like, I kid you not. Like, if we said anything else like mary took a trip or mary is starting a hat line you know a church lady hat line of mary is 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 starting i don't know literally anything but a podcast like (laughs) that's like her dropping an album basically and i've been looking everywhere for this podcast i don't (laughs) see it i can't wait until we get to the part where she releases it you know, it will definitely be. That was um, a trial a that we've seen, guys. That was like <laughs> the promo episode. Um, Literally. Um, but we finally get introduced to the new housewife, Ginny. Yes. And I like her already. I think she's very genuine. You know, it's a good addition to introduce us to her. And we've heard about her trials and tribulations of, you know, coming to this country and growing up and her father having to lie about her age just so she can go to school and learn English. It's like, I definitely, um, I love that she's so open and honest about that. And I, it was hilarious when she was like, from the neck down, uh, you know, she was fine <laughs> as hell. But, you know, from the neck up, I was, I was like, like That's you real. got me. That's she was real. like, kept keeping it on go. Love her. And I love her daughter too. Like the number one, her daughter was playing the hell out of that piano. I just want to point that out. <laughs> that baby was playing with all her heart, all her might. She is going to be like Beethoven the eighth or the fifth. <laughs> and I'm I'm here for it. And then especially when she was like, We're Asian, not Bijan. I was yeah. like, Yeah, because she's smart <laughs> and she's here to let you know that she's on the all eight on the roll. So whatever you're thinking think again <laughs> and I respect it I like her I think she's a good addition I I didn't see enough of her but I look forward to seeing more of her yeah I got a feeling that we're gonna see more of yeah. her especially when the children are as charming as um her children but we got a special guest on this premiere episode we got Auntie Nani, which is the famous aunt that, um, you know, Jin was visiting when Mary said that she smelled like hospital. Um, It was such a treat. But then we learned after the episode that Auntie Nani has passed away. So that was really sad because I was so happy to see her on the show. Um, But I guess it was a good treat that we were able to to meet her, to see her spirit, to see how how happy the family was um, in that moment. And they'll always have that memory to look back on. That really breaks my heart, y'all. I'm about to cry. Like, Yeah, just thinking is, about it. It's, it's too and much. And she loved her aunt. She did. She did. And you could just tell it. You could tell the energy in the house. Like, I love seeing these moments with Jen, too, because it shows her family-oriented side it shows her as a mom like being concerned about her kids like simple things like fixing a plate like how she follows up with her kids and she's like you want some of this you want some of that Mm -hmm. it's just like it's nice to see sweet Jen because the first season we were just seeing Jen wild out like I mean 
in the bathtubs in in the mountains where they were splashing water on the cameraman like Jen was wilding. So it's nice to see her chilling for a change. And it seems like her and Coach Shaw are in better terms. Yeah, uh, she did reveal earlier in the episode that they were very close to divorcing. Coach Shaw yeah. felt like, you know, I'm a a coach and I'm kind of in some ways your life coach and maybe I can't give you like what you need. Um, so they were very close to getting a divorce. Yeah. I'm so glad that they stayed and they worked that through, especially because they didn't know what was coming for them a few months down the road. And it seems that they're still together. Hopefully, um, you know, it seems that they're still together. So she's definitely going to need him to lean on and he needs to, you know, stick by her side through the good times and the bad because they've decided that, you know, they're going to stick through it. And Coach Shaw is not just a rock for Jin, but just a rock for Jin's family overall. He's really taking over that father role. And I, I love that. Um, we go to dinner with the ladies, a random group of ladies. You know, we have Mary Cosby there. We have the Meredith. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we got her outside of the house and outside of the podcast studio, outside of the closet. Like we got her at dinner. Yeah. I was surprised to see her there. I was like, is that Mary? <laughs> is coming that Mary? A, it's coming to an event, filming a scene with the other ladies. Wow. Mary is stepping, honey. Out. <laughs> so during this time, um, they start discussing Meredith's dad. They start discussing Meredith. Meredith starts discussing her dad. Unfortunately, she lost her dad, which is what I was bringing up earlier. I feel like that's why she's also sensitive um, yeah. when it comes to her relationship with Lisa. So that's 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 really sad. I feel like everybody's yeah. losing somebody on the Housewives. Like, lately, that's how it's been. Um, but to be in positive spirits and continue. So they get past that. And um, they start discussing the drama between Jen and the other ladies and what Jen has been reposting on Twitter and making all of the shady comments. So I don't I don't know what I don't feel like this was an appropriate time to bring that up. Yeah, especially after like what Meredith like was sharing. It just yeah. felt like they should go into something to lift her spirits more not to, you know, bring her down um, anymore. Um, but, you know, luckily, it seems that Meredith and Lisa are just going to, they're going to get through it because they're best friends. You know, they might argue about some stuff and disagree on some things. But like we saw at the end of the episode, you know, they were having the Shabbat dinner and Lisa um, and John and, you know, Jack, like, came over and, uh they were celebrating basically Meredith's dad's life and reflecting on, you know, the good times. And even though they spoke about the situation once more, Lisa was like, I don't like to see you like this. I don't like to see you upset and we're going to get through it. And I thought that was just, you know, so important. So overall that premiere, I give a 10 out of 10. What do you give it? I give it a 10 out of 10 for sure. They, they definitely step hard. Uh, they gave us all the drama that we want. They they also showed us what's to have, what's to come. So we have something to look forward to because that's really what I want to get to. 
I want to get right. to that bus scene. I want to get to them in front of the beauty <laughs> lab. Like, that's where I want to be right now. I want to see the hip hop helicopters up in the sky. Like, hip hop helicopter? Do you remember that shit? On the hip hop helicopter. <laughs> Say what, y'all? The proud I unfortunately family. do because the proud <laughs> family is rebooting. <laughs> and that's exactly what it was. No. It absolutely was. <laughs> and I hate that I'm gonna go on Disney Plus and watch that fucking episode in I know the I know the whole dance, but <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately you, you can't see it. You can't we see need it. you to fucking do it. Yeah. Like do it like it's gonna be day, please. But just imagine me doing it, y'all. So <laughs> we're like a pop helicopter. Yep. Well, you guys, we promised you a special treat. We're gonna do another skit for you and this time the skit will be the scene from mary's podcast hello everyone talking to everyone out there this is mary's podcast talking facts with mary cosby talking facts of life yeah so we're gonna get into some facts all right let's Let's pray Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you right now. We come before you to do your will. Bless this podcast. Bless our beautiful first lady. And Lord, in the name of Jesus, let all bless be silent. Your spirit, let it rise and let it be in what you called us to be in Jesus' name. Now hold on. I'm going to show you without all that. Just relax and feel something. Lord God, in the name of Jesus. My God, we are coming to you humbly. My God, we want you to hear us. Show us that you are real in this 21st century. Bless all the people that want to know you are God. Amen. That's it, Sean. You know, simple. <laughs> With Potomac, um, you know, it was, I don't think this is a filler episode. This is a great episode. Yeah. Um, but there's just not a lot to talk about because, you know, we're going to get to the rice and cabbage, the meat and potatoes, probably the next few episodes. Obviously, the episode starts off and they are still at that table after Candace was being Candace and she gives a fake ass apology. That's not even relevant. But more importantly, we get to Queen Grand Dom's house and it's the funniest shit that like, it's the most Karen thing ever. Uh-huh. We know that she is, like, the mayor, the princess, the unofficial president of Surrey County. Surrey like, County this County. is what it's been building up to. But Mrs. Huber will expand domestic and international travel. Hi, everybody. Thank you for capturing this. I really- now she's filming a commercial. But yeah. the gag yeah. is... <laughs> She's filming a commercial for Surrey County, but she's she's filming it in Potomac. Same. Same. I admire it. Maybe it wasn't as nice in Surrey County as 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 we think. But let me not do Surrey County because Karen has a reputation to uphold. You know, they have the right. hams. They have the meats, they have the hams, and you know, everybody knows all about Surrey County's famous ham. 
Okay, but my thing is, why would Bravo show her filming the like? It's like Bravo literally blew her cover because if I didn't know anything about it, I would have thought that was certain County. Because the material is iconic, they had to point out that. She's not even in Surrey County, as a matter of fact, but she's very much talking about it as if she's literally right there, like at the at the county line. Like, but she's not. (laughs) (laughs) She's not at all. I was just like, yeah, you guys can't film this part real quick. Um, I had to do something. I want to tell you film, film. Because this is the housewives material that you're looking for. That's iconic behavior. But, okay, so then what are you going to do when someone from Surrey County confronts you or someone goes to Surrey County? I didn't feel like doing my like commercial, commercial there. But it's I didn't feel like Surrey doing County. my commercial there. Take it or leave it. Nothing. Like, exactly. <laughs> and they're going to watch. Okay. Because, number one, how the editing works is they're going to show snippets of Karen but for the most part, they're going to show the attractions in Surrey County. And I think right. they actually showed the commercial, if I'm not mistaken. Like one day I was looking at Bravo and I seen a commercial about Surrey County. I think that was the commercial. So they show like highlights of everything. And then they show like Karen talking her shit about Surrey County. So I get it. And, and she also makes it clear. Um, tell, she tell us about the fun fact that she told us. Oh, <laughs> just in case people didn't know, um, peanuts come out of a hole. I don't know if I don't know if people know that either, but peanuts come out of a hole. And Karen Huger, the Guandam, was the first to say it. So <laughs> now we know we have to break open the peanuts to get to the peanut. Us personally, we've been in Florida forever, so we know this shit. We literally boil the spicy peanuts. They sell them. You can get them at the corner store. You can get them at Winditsy, right. wherever. And you boil those right. shits, and then you put some hot sauce on them. Some people put sausage in theirs. That's a whole nother story. But you that's really if it. you want to turn your pressure up. But, yeah, um, if you want to, if you want to do a gumbo. Are there peanuts that don't come out of the shell? Like, are there like artificially grown peanuts that literally were never in a shell? Because I, every peanut that I've ever mm. known. <laughs> grown in a shell i don't know about artificial but i i'm pretty sure they take them out of the hole like i mean they definitely have the ones that are prepared and already yes exactly like i just don't understand how just in case you don't know maybe in surrey county they don't really know and that's why they're doing the commercial so they can teach you these things and you can learn um okay i'll let i'll let you have that one Another highlight of the episode was obviously Mia's um, brunch. I love when they get like all dressed up and I especially love like tea parties because Potomac tea parties are the classiest, but also like the messiest. Oh, you know it. You know it. And they got into some things. Everybody showed up and showed out, especially Wendy. Number one, Wendy's jumper looked so damn comfortable. And she should be able to feel every breeze that was wherever they were because you could you could tell that shit was thin. Like, <laughs> and feeling the breeze is good. So, you know, they hash it out. They talk. Um, obviously, Gis- Giselle and Karen, surprisingly, clean their right. slate. We'll see how long that lasts. It won't. And as soon as Giselle said that you... 
are apologizing, but you're not looking at me. I'm like, okay, here we go. There we go again. I was also surprised to see that Candace had something nice to say about Ashley. Like, I felt like that went well for Candace and Ashley. Yeah, it, it went as well as it could go for them. Yeah. I totally agree with you on that. Because <laughs> I, I expect it worse. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's going to say something like horrible and we're going to go right back to this dinner. But surprisingly, they did not. They didn't beef. I feel like this was a successful dinner. Wendy expressed how she felt. And then we got to see a more emotional side of Giselle, a more open side. The fact that she already knew about uh, Jamal Jamal's infidelity before the reunion, months before. Well, because everyone knew before the reunion, but I mean, I guess that's for another day. It's good <laughs> to see her like admitting it. I do agree. Right. That it's good that's, to see her yeah. like you know admitting Standing it in. because it's like it's kind of hard not to know. Like, I don't even follow those <laughs> the blog that broke the news and I already know. So it's just I want Giselle to find someone who um, loves her like unconditionally and I actually really like the fact that she is easy to in her relationships because she knows what she deserves like why stay with a dude that is cheating why stay with a dude that doesn't spend enough time with you like she's very much at the stage of her life where it's like if it does not work out for me then I'm not interested in in keeping it and I respect that about her because that's how it should be her daughters definitely <laughs> don't care. They're just like, well, yeah, that happened. They know their daddy. Yeah. So they're like, will you ever um, get married again, mom? She's like, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> and that's okay. And that's okay. Sometimes marriage is not for everyone, especially when you've already done it. So shout out to Candace's shortcut also. Um, you were shouting it out because that was the worst thing I've seen in my life. Really? I hated it. I guess because like, I, I understood, it. like, she was coming from the set of a music video. At first, I, I was like confused I like it from the music video, for sure. Like, yeah. okay, I get it. Like, it was a, a costume, but I think that she should have just <laughs> went back to whatever hairstyle she had. It looks before, like an alternative skin. Like, you know when you play video games, like, <laughs> Injustice or, like, The Avengers, which is the game I'm playing, like... They give you Love all that. these weird costumes that you wouldn't normally see these people in. And uh-huh. it's like, I felt like that's what they did, but Potomac style. <laughs> They're like, this is yeah. a different variant of Candace. Not variant. I totally hated it. Um, <laughs> but I like it for the video because the video came out great. So Candace the song came out great at least. So, y'all, we got a pot, sir. Of course, we couldn't leave you empty-handed. Um, yeah, the pot, sir, is... And I want y'all to think about this since y'all will be hypothetically living in this, okay? Like, we're hypothetically living in this. Since Jen got a new chalet, and we were talking about how much we love that chalet, I want you guys, and we're going to pick four rooms, like four themed rooms that you would have in your chalet so Aaron what would you have in the Aaron chalet okay number one I would have a cabaret room that's number one Uh, what exactly is a cabaret room it's where you can be cabaret it's where you can show off your cabaret skills I want a stage I want a pole I want like seven fold-up chairs 
And I want to be able to call the girls in the room to do a routine, like whenever it comes to that time. I just want to have it there, you know, so I could be like, hey, come on, like, let's do cabaret real quick. You know what I mean? I, the second room is an indoor tennis court. Um, would love the indoor tennis court. The third room, I'd say, would be a game room because I love video games. It would be arcade like half arcade, half of a movie theater. I would probably have that as the same room. Uh, wait, was that my second room? What's your third room? You, <laughs> remember, you got cabaret, you have a tennis room for some reason. Okay, yeah. And now yeah, you have so a video I can game take room. pictures. And then my fourth room is going to be like my laboratory. Like I want computer screens everywhere. I want like all that shit. I want to be able to go in the lab and literally be in the lab. Like cooking up some shit. Yeah, right, right. Okay, what perfect. Would you, what would your so, rooms be? Yeah, mine, I would first go with the theater room. I want like the back half of it to be like a literal, you know, when you got to go and you got to pay your $25 for a small right. Coke. Like I want it to be stacked up with all the I don't want it to be the movie theater um, chips and popcorn. I want it to be the corner store chips and popcorn. Like I want to have the wrap snacks. The wise. I want to have, you know, the <laughs> two for flavor of Fanta, the two for nine, like all of that. I want it in the back of the room and then like a big ass, like 720 inch screen. I don't know <laughs> if they make those. It'll be, it'll be a projector. Uh, it'll have to be a projector probably. I will or be I have there. A special custom like order. There. Because you know that I love tv i love movies like that's the reason that i am in this industry and alive like i just love it whether it's reality tv regular tv scripted movies documentaries whatever the hell it is i want to watch it so that's the first room the second room would definitely be like a creative studio so i have my green screen i'd have all my photography stuff i'd have microphones you know like all of that just so i can create whenever i'm feeling creative I can go in there and I can just fucking do it. Like all my life, everything. The third room would definitely be an indoor pool because I love an indoor pool. I love a pool in general. Don't go to the beach. Don't like being outside. So my pool is definitely going to be heated. And the fourth room is going to be a speakeasy. So y'all can come over and shake some ass. I actually like that. Like I would be over to your house. And I'd be over to your house. Yeah, so we can do the cabaret routines. I just don't want to get yelled at. Well. <laughs> so, you know what? Just let us know what four rooms you'll have in your chalet and pray for me, y'all. Just that's how me. we do the cabaret. You need to, the girls have to stay in line, y'all. So thank you so mm-hmm. much for listening. Um, we enjoyed talking to you. I really enjoyed this yes. conversation. And until Absolutely. next time. We love you. Bye.